Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another episode. This is the ATIA Show. Joining me, as always, is Eric. And on today's episode, we're going to be giving you our Bad Boys for Life spoiler-free review, as well as Doolittle. Yeah, we saw Doolittle. And to close off the show, we're going to give you our thoughts on the Clone Wars trailer that dropped today. That's the final season coming to Disney Plus in exactly one month. So... That's the show we got for you guys. And where do you want to start, Eric? Uh, let's start off with Bad Boys for Life. It's been 17 years since the last Bad Boys film. Um, I actually watched the first two for the first time uh, in preparation for this. I mean, they're both on Netflix. I mean, they just came out in 4K too. But um, I'm sure someone who went on to pay a lot of money would just watch them on Netflix. Yeah. And they're on Netflix. I watched them and, yeah, the first one, it's coolish, I guess. The second one, it is... Um, cold too but the problem with this is that it's too long and it's also a huge mess too it's like oh action action it's like all right now a little bit of this didn't like more action like the first one does not feel like a michael bay movie because it was his first one actually mm-hmm. the second one definitely does feel like a michael bay movie yeah and that's exactly right the first one is a little more measured it's i think michael bay's first big movie if not his first movie overall and it does not feel like a michael bay movie as far as the action goes the second one this is after michael bay became michael bay and you can tell because this movie just whatever plot you get is just to serve the reasoning to get us to another action set piece. And Michael Bay did not return to direct this third installment. And you can tell a little bit. This third one is a nice blend of both one and two. There's some some, some nice Easter eggs from previous movies. And just let me say, guys, I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. I had a grand time sitting there watching this movie. It dropped in January, so my expectations were not super high because technically you don't drop big movies in January. Yeah, it's like more for the small like films that like are bad and you just want to release them to get rid of the pain right away. Right, so it's usually a dumping ground. But this movie could easily have come out in the summer and been like a big summer blockbuster extravaganza type of movie. It's got humor, it's got heart, it's got action, of course, and it's big action. It's not Michael Bay to the extent of Michael Bay, but there is action I mean, I cool think he makes a cameo in, in this movie. He does make a cameo in this movie. This is the first movie. one he hasn't directed. Yeah, so I, I really enjoyed it. I like that they touch upon that these two characters are getting older and they have to deal with the fact that their bodies aren't what they used to be and deal with the realities of they come with getting old and you know like i said a lot of heart a lot of emphasis on family and stuff like that and i really enjoyed the movie eric i gotta say i had a fun time with this movie too and also there's a lot of people in our theater i'm sure a lot of people watched well i uh, like this watch these movies like i can't talk today but watch these movies when growing up because this was a 1 p.m screening everyone should have been on work on a friday and like almost every seat was taken yeah there's a lot of people there and like i said i was laughing like hysterically throughout which i'm glad because i had eric sitting to my right and there's another lady who i didn't know sitting to my left i'm just glad she was laughing as hard as i was at these jokes because otherwise i felt like i would have been disturbing her but yeah that worked out pretty well and yeah i don't know what negatives to really put on this movie that's not to say that it's a perfect movie but i can't think of anything off the top of my head that bothered me okay one problem that i have with the film it's a huge spoiler so i can't really go into full depth into it it's mm. just that there's something in but in the film where it's like oh like it happened there's just this something in the film that we're like supposed to buy but it doesn't really elaborate on it and i'm like yeah i don't really think i fully buy that then again it'd be easier to talk about with spoilers i'm just saying mm. that there's something in the film that becomes very important to the 
film, but it's just, like, I think they didn't elaborate on that enough, and I think, like, they should have, like, shown more to make it more convincing. I think I know what you're talking about, and I... So you're saying you would have wanted more of a backstory instead of just, like, Like, how they came about and they, they discovered the thing? Yeah. I guess you're right in that sense. I didn't really think about it at the time, but if you sit back and, you know, look at the movie as a whole, probably that was something that maybe they should have explored a little more but i think in order for it to have the impact that it had it had to be a little more secretive you know but i get trying to drop like hints here and there you know and kind of sort of build to it uh yeah exactly but that uh, that's enough for that because we don't want to give away anything right I, the thing that i really enjoy like really really it took me by surprise because it's off the top like in the first few minutes is they brought the original score from the original bad boys movie I like that they did that, and they, they opened with that score, and they ended with that score, and I thought that was a really nice touch for fans who have been with this franchise since then, so... Like, when did you see the first one? I was about year or age, like, like 15. Like, on VHS, or... Yeah, like, definitely VHS. And, like, um, like you saw the second one in the theater. Yeah, I, I went with my siblings uh, to watch the second one in the movie theater, and um, at the time, you know, I'm, like mid-teens late teens or whatever i really liked it because yeah action and what teenager doesn't want to see action yeah and then again when you really think about it it doesn't really have a comfort piece of story and this one is that it does have quite a lot of action but it actually does have a story that makes sense yeah and i I think that it really earns the action sequences because we're focused on you know in the investigation portion of it and it builds to those action sequences to where the previous one especially the second one i think that the action is the main story and then there's just a little bit of story just to fill in before it gets us to the next big action set piece. Yeah, definitely. So. I had a lot of fun with this film. Uh, you should definitely see it, especially if you're a fan of this franchise. Absolutely. But another thing I found weird is that this one is called Bad Boys for Life. And I get that's like their like main quote. But the thing is, is like, you know, they should have. I wish they made like a third one. Like, even if it was bad or not, they should have released it like maybe in like 2010 or something. And then they re- released this one and they called it, called it Bad Boys for Life. Well, I see what you're saying. And I thought of that myself. I know it's just like a funny thing, but... Initially, it was when they announced they were back on this franchise, it was supposed to be three movies. The third one was supposed to come out, like, la- uh, last May, 2019. But they switched directors, they had writing this, they had so writing that. So there's, like, interfering schedule. with the Yeah, studio. yeah, so the movie couldn't come together, and they just said, we're just making this one. And I honestly thought it was never going to be made because, you know, of all the previous problems and stuff. And it's been, like, talked about for, like, 17 years. For so long. That would happen or not. Yeah, and finally it got made, it's here, and I enjoyed it. And one last thing i like to close out, I really like uh, the performances by... Uh, Martin Lawrence, who I haven't seen on anything since the original Bad Boys. I'm sure he did a couple of things in between. But I think the chemistry between him and Will Smith is still there. And it's actually the backbone of the movie. And it's what really makes it go. And um, I just really like the inclusion of the rest of the cast. Vanessa Hutchinson Hutchinson getting like uh, an action role. I know she was in Sucker Punch, but we don't talk about that movie. But I thought she did a really good job. And... Um, the rest of the cast as well was pretty good overall. I think it all really worked together. So I like that it's definitely the best movie in the franchise, hands down. I don't think that either of the other two come close. Um, that's my opinion. That could be fighting words for some people out there, but honestly, that's how I felt walking out. And 
yeah eric anything you'd like to say before we close out um uh, no that's mainly it i had a lot of fun with this film if you if you're a fan of this franchise or of grown up watching the other two de- and you're like you're like my age when they came out and like now yeah. you're like like 28 or something like <laughs> a I, little older than like, that like 30 girl. like i don't know i can't do that <laughs> point is is that yeah definitely check it out you'll yeah. have it probably won't disappoint you and uh yeah all right guys that's gonna wrap up our spoiler free thoughts on bad birds for life we're gonna be back we're gonna talk about another movie we saw on the same day that we weren't so hyped about so stick around we'll be back this is the atia show Welcome back, everybody, and yeah, here we are, Eric. Do little, uh, do little is um, based on um, what is it based on? A play? I have no idea. A book, I think. Um, this is, I know this is the third time they do a movie about Doolittle. I actually did like the Doolittle from the mid '90s with um, Eddie Murphy, and I know I've seen the original at school. I don't remember a ton about it, but I know it's a thing. But here we are, Robert Downey Jr. heading this movie. Could it fail? Um, yes. yes. I'll give it yes, this. Again. The trailer made it look a lot worse, but that's not saying... Uh, uh, trust me, that is not saying much. This film was an atrocity. What do you mean, my boy? You don't like this movie? That was a weird choice that Robert Downey Jr. took with the... It's like, how did he agree? Well, the plot, and like, yeah, and I know, like, I know what people are thinking. It's like, oh, it's just a kid's movie. I'm sure people are going to like it. Kids are going to like it. And I'm sure, yes, if you're under the age of five, you're going to love this movie. But anyone over the age of five, you're going to hate this. I I didn't hate it, but I was thoroughly shocked. Maybe not shocked, but surprised at the depths this movie went to, really. Because you got Robert Downey Jr., right? He's coming off of Endgame, his final appearance and stuff like that. He's free to take on other projects. And this is the first one he chooses? Like, it really doesn't make any sense. Doolittle's almost like a knockoff of Jack Sparrow with the whole voice. And he also he also goes on, on the sea voyage on a ship. So that, that really rank, ha, gave me echoes of Jack Sparrow. You know, minus all the pirates. And, you know, gave him a bunch of animals. Because essentially he was the only human on this boat right yeah so the plot is simple but barely makes any sense so basically there's this man uh doolittle played by robert downey jr and he dislikes humans why i don't know because they're terrible that's why like it doesn't explain that and he could talk to animals why because he learned it in school um uh (laughs) yeah so that happens but his wife died and now of course he closes the gates where no one could see him oh i've never seen that That plot before Oh, and basically Shocker. now someone comes back and is like, oh, you have to save the queen. She's sick. Okay, I'll do it. Well, the queen has been poisoned. And here's the kicker. If he, if the queen dies, then the land he got to build this little compound for animals goes away because the land deal is only good as long as she lives, which I don't know. That makes little sense to me. But anyway, so she has been poisoned. He has to go on the quest to find this magical fruit. And so ensues... Uh, the voyage. He's on a ship. He's got animals. He talks to whales. 
There's a giraffe. There's John Cena. As a polar bear. There's a... Uh, always cold, despite the fact that uh, he's a polar bear. There's a... Like... Greg Robinson plays a squirrel. Tom Holland is a dog, I believe. Which, you know what makes no sense? Like, this movie set sometime in the 1800s or something like that. Yeah, and right? these animals, like, this is their... This is kind of a cliche in modern day times. How, like, it's like 1800s or styles. And then the animals are like, oh, hey, dude. Hey, bro. Yeah, they're bro. speaking... They're, using, they're speaking, like, like modern of, day time. Yeah, they're modern day language, which makes no sense. So... Like, that's something I hate about modern day kids movies. Like, how, like, the end, like, everyone acts like, or like movies in general, is like they act like they're from, like, you know, an old time, but like the animals who could talk act like they're, like, from modern day times. Yeah, this movie, like Eric said, I guess visually, if you're five and under, you might really enjoy it. But then again, the visuals, it look, they look good. But the thing is, is that you could tell it's CGI. It's not convincing. Well, if you're a five, you don't care about convincing or not. You just see animals talking, doing funny things. You're in a If I were a kid, it's probably scared the living hell out of me. Well, it scared the living hell out of me now, and I'm a grown-up. The yeah. fact that it got made, I don't know. I guess I heard earlier this week that there was reshoots and, like, a bunch of alterations to the movie and this film was like 117 million dollars to make oh yeah so the studio looks like they're gonna lose 100 million dollars on this movie yeah and also it's like oh like you're going too harsh on this this is a kids movie oh this is a kids movie why is there a rush hour reference when like they're not gonna understand that and i get this is like oh so like the adults could be entertained or something uh you know that i get but you know what you think kids are gonna like where robert downey jr pulls a bagpipe out of a dragon's ass yeah that oh man like, it's not a spoiler. Well, we it was revealed, like, in the promotional material. <laughs> it's all right, Eric. No one's watching this movie. We're the only two dum-dums who went. I know. I know. Honestly, the theater was empty. There's nobody else in there. Maybe there's one other lady somewhere in yeah, the background. Yeah, there's, like, a row at the bottom, like, where some kids are that, and they barely made a sound, Yeah, too. I think they fell asleep. I almost fell asleep, but Eric woke me up. Thanks for that, Eric. Yeah, like, that's, like... Eric's I'm... all like, if I had to suffer through this, so do you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, we did... Yeah, that was ridiculous. When we... So there's a dragon in this movie. Spoiler alert. And yes, Robert Downey Jr. just does take his arms and puts it, you know, up there and pulls. I, it was just ridiculous. And at this point, I was done. And Knight's armor, too. And he Knight's farts in his face. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, that wasn't hilarious. It wasn't hilarious. It was By this point, I'm like, all right, I'm done for. I'm ready for this movie to be over. And luckily, there was like five minutes left after that. Maybe eight and yeah i'm just glad that this movie ended and um yeah so i'm uh well, here's the thing eric hated it i didn't hate it but i was just like mainly frustrated because why why was my main question with this movie like and why would this also entertain kids too like the most positive thing i can say about this eric honestly is that it was a very short runtime. so yeah, and anyway. that's basically it. But um, uh, yeah, my recommendation. Um, uh, I guess the Boy Scouts was cool. With given what they had to do, I mean, they did what they could with it. And that worked out, I guess. But yeah, but other than that, um, nothing really um entertaining or nothing really thrilling or like exciting about this film. It's not a game changer. I'm sure that there's a lot of better kids movies out there. If I'm like to, if I like ever have a kid and I'm and I bring and I choose a five year old of what movie to watch, Doolittle or Toy Story. Obviously, I'm gonna show them Toy Story. Oh come because on. There. 
Eric. That's not even a contest. Yes, exactly. Because I'm saying this is like, oh, it's just for kids movie. But then again, there's like better kids movies out there. You know what should have been a dead giveaway? What? They dropped it in January. Yeah, that like, like it. that's a dead giveaway that they dropped it in January. This has too. to be probably the worst movie that came out this month. I haven't seen every movie. Well, this is a movie that I least liked this month. And like, we saw The Grudge, which was kind of boring. Yeah, that was. I think uh, this one might be. Uh, I don't know. Cause... I just like this one more. The Grudge, at least they tried, and there was some entertainment value. This one was just like, oh. It gets worse the more I think about it, so I'm going to stop thinking about it. That's my thoughts on it. Yeah, you have but... anything to close? Yeah, so, um, uh, yeah, if I were to recommend to see it or not, um, don't see it. Spend your money on something else. I mean, if you have the uh, Regal Unlimited, like we do, or something like that, I mean, sure, go see it. Go take your five-year-old. I mean, they'll entertain them because they see talking animals and colors and Robert Downey Jr. pulling bagpipes out of a dragon's ass. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't even know what to say to that. All right, that's going to wrap up this segment. We'll be back with the final segment and our thoughts on Clone Wars. Star Wars Clone Wars Season 7? The final season, let's just say. Yeah, let's say the final season. Stick around, we'll be back. So, guys... Yes, we're back with the final segment, and earlier today, Star Wars Clone Wars, exclusively on Disney Plus, dropped the trailer for the final season, and we're going to give you our thoughts, Eric. Alright, so um, uh, we watched the Clone Wars TV show a lot, and i got to say, we loved it. We were like eight or nine. I mean, when the how what goes inside that show is like, I don't think an eight and nine or a nine-year-old should watch, even though it is Star Wars, and even George Lucas said Star Wars is for 12-year-olds. I mean, it, I mean, it definitely like went like over like what an eight or nine-year-old might do, but still, it was a great show. That was a great show. We watched it a we watched it a lot. We watched the whole series on Netflix. I grew up watching the movie, but and I I remember like loving it as a kid. But now growing up, it's it's not that great. But then again, that's an argument. The show or the movie? The movie. Oh, like the right. show. The show is still great. Yeah, this show actually to me, this show right here is one of the best things about Star Wars. And like Eric said, some of the stuff that you get in the show, it's a little dark, and it might go over some young kids heads but it's really really good if you're into star wars and the trailer for this upcoming season looks fantastic i mean from what we're getting there's a lot of the stuff that we're going to get answered that we didn't get answers to because the show got canceled essentially because what was it because of the disney merger and stuff i think yeah i think it was because of the disney merger but then they put the last season on netflix in north america and, um, yeah, I'm just really excited for what we're going to get. We're going to get more of the Clone Wars. We're going to get more of Darth Maul or just Maul. Like, he narrated the entire um, exactly. trailer. Exactly. So I'm really excited to see where his story picks up and really where it ends. Because if you've seen Rebels, well, you know what happens there. No spoilers And there. also, like, he, like he, I mean, if you've seen Solo Star Star, you know that he doesn't die because he's seen there. Well, yeah, obviously, but I want to know how he gets from, you know, in the middle of the Clone Wars before Revenge to where he's at at the beginning, at the end of the solo movie or whatever. So I'm sure there's a lot of story to tell with him alone, you know, and also Ahsoka and Anakin and, you know, getting him more 
to the Darks, which, you know how Anakin just turns evil and stuff in the movie Revenge of the Sith? Yeah. The show really fills in the gaps, and you kind of see, like, the, the, the darkness trying to creep into there. So I'm sure we're going to get more of that in this season, and I'm just super excited. I don't know what else to say other than I'm just high. Yeah, and it looks like this show is going to pick up on the whole Jedi-Mandalore war, as we saw uh, in the trailer. From- well, here's the thing. I don't necessarily think that's the Jedi-Mandalorian war, because that happened thousands of years before uh, Phantom Menace. Maybe this is the yeah, invasion I mean, of Mandalore by Darth Maul or whatever. So yeah, like I think it's something different. But yeah, I'm excited to see. But it. I think it's gonna pick up on the Mandalorian storyline, oh, not yeah. like the Mandalorian, like the Ma- Mandalorian that we've seen in the spinoff series. I mean, like the Mandalorian as like the clan and like the planet as a whole. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just super excited for this. This drops February 21st. I'm sure they're gonna do the episode by episode thing, which. Uh, I ended up liking with the Mandalorian. We'll it's see like, how first it works like, out with this, though. And then you're like, why? Like, why would they do that? And you're like, what? Well, why would they do that? This is a streaming service. But then it turns out that actually that was a smart decision to release them uh, one by one to keep us in suspense and actually um, have um, some time to process it. Because, like, then again, when Stranger Things Season 3 came out, most people binge-watched them one day and were like, oh, yeah, 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 there's so much. Yeah, and yeah, I can't wait for the next season. And... No yeah, one talked about nobody it. Nobody talked about it in the Mandalorian state and pop culture's for forefront like, for like two months at least. Yeah, eight so, weeks. So it works out. So yeah, I, I really like this. I can't wait till it draws. We will definitely do some reviews on the episodes and stuff like that. So if you're interested in that, stick around. And yeah, that's pretty much my thoughts on it. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, you didn't even have to release this trailer. I mean, the Mandalorian, I mean, the... Clone Wars coming back is already enough. And they actually got the title right this time. If you remember, it says, like, Star the Clone Wars Wars. That's basically a meme at this point. But now they actually got the title right, where it's a Star Wars the Clone Wars. Yeah. We were re-watching the series on Disney+, Plus, and I'm like, when the title appears, I say, Star the Clone Wars oh, Wars. God. And Adrian's Let's like... Let's not get started with that, Eric. Yeah. Eric likes to troll us with that. No. But, yeah, anyways, guys, uh, did you have anything else you want to um, add? No, but, um, uh, yeah, I mean, the trailer did show quite a lot. It did, did show a lot. I mean, we did mainly just see a bunch of action stuff and just narration, but, um... Yeah, I mean, I mean, the show coming back is already more than enough, though, for yeah. last se- for last season. Exactly. This is all we need. No more teaser trailers. No more nothing. That's it. Let's just roll with the show in a and month from today. And it's and it's convenient that um the Skywalker saga is over, but we're still in a golden age of Star Wars. Exactly. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Like, even if you didn't love the movie, and we didn't, um, we got stuff like this, you know, because Star Wars is more than just a movie. It's, you know, this type of content right here. There's books, there's comics, there's video games. It's just the whole universe that encompasses uh, the Star Wars uh, world. So, yeah, for me, this is one of the best Star Wars stuff, including the movie. So I'm excited. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, so, um, uh, yeah, February 21st is uh, actually, like, a month away, like, today. Yeah, exactly. So... All right, guys, that's going to wrap up today's show. Don't forget, we are available on Anchor, obviously. If you're listening to us on Anchor, drop us a voicemail. Let us know what else you would like us to cover. Let us know how you're feeling the show. Hopefully, very much so. Don't forget, we're also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and just about anywhere where podcasts are heard. You can reach the show through email at atiapod at gmail.com. That's A-T-I-A-P-O-D at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter. Hit me up. Let me know what you think about the show. That's A-R-T-G-O-N-0-4 at Twitter. On Twitter, I should say that's 
at ArtGun04 on Twitter. I'm always there hanging out. All right, guys, that's going to wrap up the show. Until then, that is all. Thank you.